time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. This is the face of Ramos Clemente. A year ago, a beardless, nameless worker of the dirt who plotted behind a mule furrowing someone else's land. Then he looked up at a hot Central American sun and he pledged the impossible. He made a vow that he would lead an avenging army against the tyranny that put the ache in his back and the anguish in his eyes. And now, one year later, the dream of the impossible has become a fact. In just a moment, we will look deep into this mirror and see the aftermath of a rebellion in the Twilight Zone. Episode number 71 of the Twilight Zone uh, is the mirror. And uh, Sean, it's it's uh, it's the source of the, uh, you know, the old like nursery rhyme thing. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most dictatorial of them all? <laughs> Who's going to kill me next? Um, I always get this confused with there's some other episode where a guy is stuck in a hotel overnight. We may have already done this and I've forgotten about it, but he's talking to himself in the mirror. Oh, yeah, we did do that one uh, okay. already. And um, I yeah, I mean, they they both do involve mirrors. Well, so whenever I see the title of this episode, I assume it's that one. And I also oh, yeah. am not the biggest fan of that. So I always skip over it. Just so I haven't seen this one in a very long time. But of course, it all it all comes back to you. Yeah, this one, I, I have to say that uh, in previous viewings and this one, I'm not a huge fan. Like, no. You know, I, I guess because there's no good guy in this. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you know, it's a pretty straightforward message. I, I, I think it's solid on, you know, in that regard. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of just know exactly what's going to happen the entire, you know, the entire time. So, yeah, I, I, I guess it's an example of, uh, you know, what one of those episodes where, where Serling has the uh, has the the bad person getting their comeuppance. Yeah. Which, which does happen. <clears throat> but uh yeah there, there's nobody somebody to root for i mean at, at one point they bring in a priest he seems he <laughs> seems like a cool guy but um, the uh that's that's a, a bright spot in, in the episode i think that interaction between uh the the priest and um clemente um mm-hmm. i only remember that last name because uh, roberto clemente is one of my favorite uh, baseball players of all time obviously yeah <laughs> um but uh and another bright spot, uh, man, Peter Falk. Like I, I never, I, I never remember it's him off the bat because, of course, my the extent of my knowledge with Peter Falk is Columbo, and right. he doesn't have you know a lazy eye, and he's not solving crime. So like I forget it's him until halfway through the movie. He's very good in this episode. He is. Yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, he, he's definitely st- as. I've I've watched that episode, you know. Usually, you don't see like in in the credits, you don't see it's Peter Falk until the end. I don't I don't think. And um, right. uh, usually, I'd be watching it and and think I I know I recognize this guy from somewhere. But yeah. uh, but, but between the fact that he's obviously a lot younger, uh, you know, like at least twenty years younger than when he was playing Columbo, uh, oh, yeah. and he's just dressed like Fidel Castro. Um, you, you really don't recognize him. No, not at all. Um, I, uh, 
yeah, I, I just I, I don't know what what it is about this episode, but it's just I just feel like the entire time I'm just waiting for it to be over. And I hate to say it because, you know, it's a it, on its face, it's not a stupid episode. It's not a bad episode. Like all the parts are there, but for some reason, I just I have a really hard time getting into it. Well, I think, yeah, I I definitely feel the same way, and uh, I think for me, it's because there's, you know, again, we, uh, you know, we mentioned it uh, a, a second ago. There's there's like a priest that comes in at one point, and he doesn't seem like a bad guy, but other than that, they're all they're all kind of bad. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like at, at the beginning, uh, you know, so they've just overthrown a they, they've just overthrown a dictator. Right. And now they've decided, you know, r- rather than saying, hey, we just overthrew this dictator. Um, you know, why don't we why don't, why don't we try some some democratic reforms or something? No, they, they just like, <laughs> hey, we just overthrew the dictator. So I guess we're the dictator now. <laughs> and that, that's not really an improvement for anybody. No. And, you know, I, I guess a, another pretty uh, direct, you know, message of, you know, how that former government never works because, you know, one one person having all the power, it's, it's either, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely or that, uh, as, as Rod Serling calls him, a would-be god in dungarees uh, is always looking over, you know, you're always going to be looking over your shoulder. Right, and it doesn't take long for, for them to turn on, e- on each other. Um, so they uh, so they overthrow to Cruz, I think his name is, is the, the yeah. old dictator. Yeah. And, um, you know, he even says, you, you know, listen, you can't, can't rule by force, which seems like, you know, a lot of this probably could have could have been avoided if he had actually like heeded his own words. I'm, I'm just saying. You think so. <laughs> um, you know, but but obviously he doesn't. I, I, I think they they take him off to be executed or, or thrown into jail or something. I mean, I like to think they just, you know, put him in a comfy room and, you know, put on an episode of uh, marathon of Futurama for him or or I mean they could really torture him and and make him watch the bewitching pool over and over and over (laughs) I I hear that's what they did with uh, Gitmo date detainees oh god literally like I (laughs) there's some there's some song that uh in like Navy SEAL school that they make you listen to for like 24 hours straight or something like that I imagine I would go clinically insane if I had to actually like clockwork orange my eyes open and watch the bewitching pool three times in a row and that's what less than an hour probably yeah that's that's probably a little over an hour (laughs) yeah um not a fan (laughs) and yet it's it's coming it's it's bearing down on us oh my god less than 100 episodes away sean oh god <laughs> but I mean, there, there's going to be so many positive experiences between sure, now and that. Very true. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we're we're together on this journey, Keith. <laughs> so, De Cruz tells Clemente, "Hey, you know, I, I've. But by the way, this this whole dictatorship thing isn't going to work out for you. Oh, and and here, this mirror is now yours. Enjoy. And uh, you know, he says it it, uh, it has the ability to reveal your enemies." 
And, uh, you know, Clemente just sort of, you know, shrugs him off. But then sort of, you know, systematically, he starts seeing reflections of uh, of all of his uh, his little henchmen there uh, killing him in in the weirdest way possible. Of course. And uh, he really takes no. He, <laughs> he like removes all doubt, doesn't leaves leaves no room for second guessing. And just the first time he sees I forget who it is. Um, but one of his henchmen, the first time he sees one of his henchmen, like, you know, point a rifle at his back, he just throws him off the balcony. <laughs> right. As one does. I, I, I would imagine some of that is, uh, as we've, we've touched on in many an episode, uh, you know, 22 minutes, they, they gotta, <laughs> they gotta move things along. Um, uh, but, but, but there should, not, it, be, there should it, not be a seven minute sequence where like, he just gets all the facts. Are you saying that wouldn't make good television, Keith? Because that's crazy. Well, I mean, to, to your point, it seems like they could have done a scene. So here, here's uh, here's how maybe uh, I I would have done it if I'm you know if I'm lecturing Rod Serling about storytelling. Um, I I think because I I think the first one the guy has a gun and I, and I think he he yeah. points it at him and I think that that's the one who who gets thrown off the uh, the balcony. Right. I I think I would have had him shoot and miss. There you go. And and so then it's actually demonstrating, hey, these people are like legitimately trying to kill him. And then he throws him off the balcony, you know, like just some fluke thing intervenes and keeps him from actually getting shot or maybe maybe doesn't even keep him from getting shot. Maybe only gets shot in like the shoulder or something. Mm. Um, and then he throws the guy off the building. I, I think that would have would have made things a little bit better. And it wouldn't have taken up uh, a whole bunch of our, our precious uh, 22 minutes. So much better than that hack that wrote this episode. <laughs> you, you know who? You know what they should do is instead of doing a half hour, they should do an hour. Oh no! <laughs> I, for, I forgot we have to slog through season four before we get before we 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 have a clear path to the bewitching pool. <laughs> but but again, there's going to be so many great episodes between. Between now and season four and, and, and you know, there, there's even a couple, there, there are a couple really great uh, episodes in season four. It's true. There are it, literally a couple. And <laughs> uh, so uh, Clemente sees, uh, you know, ba- basically sees everybody trying to kill him. And it, it's, it's always the most theatrical way possible. Um, you know, like at, at one point, um, at one point, one of the people is like handing him a drink and like the, you know, the, the gist is supposed to be that the, the drink is poisoned. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not sure what exactly is going on, but just something about something about the way he he's like he's like beckoning to him to drink. And it just it, it just looks weird. I know it's really funny. It's uh, I mean, I don't know. There are some points that make this episode worth watching, whether or not it's it's actually good or it's just kind of funny to watch. Yeah, there, there's uh, there's there's definitely a few of those. Um, so after a few of his henchmen are um, are, uh, are are killed, he he brings in the priest that I that I mentioned earlier. That you know he uh, he seems like a good guy. You know if there if there's any there's any good people in this episode it's it's probably the priest and that's about it because there's like six people in the episode <laughs> and um, it really is another bottle episode it, it is yeah it, it's it's one episode about you know one room with a balcony you never actually <laughs> see anything over the balcony it's just sort no. of 
Yeah. Um, but, but at least the balcony is still there. Uh, my apartment took away our balcony. So that's, I, I have to be jealous of that one. Unacceptable. It, it really is. Um, so the, uh, the priest basically says, you know, all, all tyrants, I, I, I forget exactly how he words it, but basically, basically all true, all tri- tyrants only have one enemy and it's themselves. Yes. I, I don't think he quite. You know, I don't think he quite, uh, uh, you know, says it that directly. But uh, so the, uh, you know, he shoes the, uh, the the priest away and then uh, he looks in the mirror one more time and he only sees himself. Mm-hmm. And then he picks up a gun and throws it at the mirror. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh so the uh, the priest hears the uh, hears the the glass break, and then uh, they come in and he's dead, which is which is odd because, you know, he threw the gun at the mirror, but now there's <laughs> another gun in his hand. I, I'm not sure how that works, but anyway, it did. And uh, you know, the the priest says uh, the last assassin. They never seem to learn. Mm-hmm. Fade to black. Do you think he, uh, after smashing the mirror, he picked up the gun and shot himself? Or did the mirror pick up the gun, shoot him, plant it on him, and then go back to being a mirror? And then walk away whistling? (laughs) (laughs) Looking up at like 45 degree angle. Yeah. I I think that's what happened. The classic uh, innocence stance. Yes, that's what everybody does when they're when they're innocent. Yeah. Uh, So, again, you know, I mean, you certainly can't argue with the message. Um, Yeah, it's it's, fine. It's It's a fine episode. It just it it doesn't it doesn't blow my skirt up, Keith. uh, Yeah. And and it's weird because it's 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 not a goofy episode. So there's no it's not not a Western. There's no. uh, no, uh, no, no people wearing goofy looking space suits. So, so usually it would be a Sean sort of episode. I guess, I guess if I like grew up being obsessed with like Central American juntas as opposed to like World War II, then I'd be like way into this episode. But <laughs> yeah, so, so that's why you get, you got more excited when the, when the guy is yelling at the camera, I'm Hitler. Um, <laughs> In this one, you're just kind of like, eh. Ramos Clemente, a would-be god in dungarees strangled by an illusion. That will-of-the-wisp mirage that dangles from the sky in front of the eyes of all ambitious men, all tyrants. And any resemblance to tyrants living or dead is hardly coincidental, whether it be here or in the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?